podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why. Basketball's coming to town, basketball's coming to town, basketball's coming to town. Scott's making a list, Grant's checking it twice, they're gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Basketball's coming to town. Basketballs are coming to town. Basketballs are coming to town. Ho, 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 boys. The boys are back. Actually, it is just going to be me, Scott. Grant was working Saturday, and honestly, I'm a little jealous of him. I'm not going to make him uh, go back and go back and watch that game. I'm not. I'm not going to make him do that. So you guys are stuck with me. We're going to uh, be a little sports sad together again. Uh, seemingly something that's stuck with us. For far too long, it's been it's been a rough back end of the football season, and sadly, basketball is not giving us much reprieve. I'm going to talk about uh, the football game. I'm going to touch on basketball a little at the end. I'm going to try to cherry pick some things to be excited about, um, some positive things from the football game. I'm going to be real. I'm going to talk about uh, you know, quite frankly, some of the disappointment from that football game. Uh, and the back end of the season, uh, once we know uh, if if K State will be going to a bowl game or not, we will have season wrap up stuff. I think we're going to have some recruiting stuff in the future uh, as National Signing Day for football early signing day is coming up. Um, on the football recruiting front, you know you, you did get your first class of 2022 uh, commitment, Sunflower State kid and. Again, this is something that, you know, if, if you're looking for stuff to be happy about, uh, the recruiting is getting better. At least, uh, you know, according to Rivals, right now, K-State, for the t- class of 2021, you're sitting with your best class in, you know, the last five years. You're in the middle of the Big 12, and there's a chance that could still improve. So there, there is – it's not all doom and gloom. I'm not ready to completely – jump off the bandwagon i don't think you guys should either but you know what i'm not gonna i'm not gonna tell you what you can and can't do i'm not a gatekeeper of being a fan i'm not i'm not uh, an authority of anything i just have a podcast that folks listen to me and grant do so you know everyone should process everything in their own way so silas etter is a guy from eudora high school class of 2022 um Crazy great athlete. And again, this local class for the class of 2022 in Kansas and Kansas City, um, so many great athletes. So that is where you need to, you know, hopefully see the light at the end of the tunnel when you see what this staff can do now that they've had time to build relationships with all these kids. I think 
the 2022 class is going to be chock full of Kansas kids, Kansas City kids, and it's going to be a very talented class. So I, I'm not all doom and gloom. I'm going to start with positives. But before I do, you love them, you know them, bet online. Football is in full effect. College basketball is going in, I think, Either this week or next week, the NBA is back. I feel like it was just there. You have uh, MLS conference finals. You have all, all sorts of soccer over in Europe. There's never been a better time to get over to bet online. They're going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options than any other place to wager. So head over to Bet Online today. Use promo code Armchair to take advantage of all their great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, they're your sports book experts. All right, so let let's grasp for some positives. First off. You know, K-State played all, all 10 of their games as scheduled. Again, I think Coach Kleiman and I I love the guy. I'm, I'm still backing him. I'm not trying to be overly critical of him. But even he, I, I think there's some frustration from him. And you heard it in his post-game press conference that K-State didn't reschedule any games. There were probably two or three that they could have. But he thought it was important to play. And I think the vibe I get from him is not everyone thought it was as important as him. I mean, here, here's the thing. I I appreciate it. I, I appreciate how transparent Coach Kleiman is. And I, I agree. I think that them playing all 10 games as scheduled, I think in this crazy year, I think that's important. I think that it's good that they weren't trying to play the game. But I think that might have cost them. Again, Maybe not. I mean, because when you look at some of the games that could have been punted, you lose so badly, it probably doesn't matter. But, you know, it it, it allowed him to see what you got. I think because of that, you got to see the emergence of Echo Boydo. I think you got to see guys like, you know, the last couple games, Poitier on the offensive line. You got to see T. Denson. You got to see T.J. Smith before he got hurt. You got to see a lot of true freshmen this year that gives you hope for the future. So, I'm. I agree with them. I I think that K State could have rescheduled games. They could have had games canceled. They could have dodged it. I don't know if that really ends up making a big difference. And I think that there are some coaches in college football who have taken advantage of some of the rules to not play games when maybe they could have. And Coach Kleiman didn't take the easy way out. And I think long term. I hope long term that builds something it builds the culture it builds the confidence I, you know i i don't know we'll see if we if you want to go specific game positives though i mean the offense put up 31 points i i i mean it's a losing effort 31 points means nothing if you're giving up near 70 but if you look at what texas has done this year i'm i'm trying to think they've given up more than 30 well they went to overtime with Texas Tech, gave up 56. They gave up 33 to TCU. They gave up 53 to Oklahoma, but 34 to Oklahoma State. Okay, so I was going to try to find some silver lining about how Texas isn't giving up 30 a lot, but they are. But 31 points, especially for the way our offense has been, that's not bad. I And you really got to see Deuce Vaughn again in the final regular season game have another 
you know, Deuce Vaughn type game. He had 125 yards rushing, and then he had four, another 45 yards receiving. And he was doing highlight plays. He's juking players out of their socks, and you just get you just see how exciting this young man can be. And he's a true freshman. Is he going to play another four years? I don't know. We're gonna have to wait and see. But in theory, Deuce Vaughn could be your number one running back for the next four seasons. That's wild. Again, I don't know if he's going to transfer. I sure as hell hope not. I hope he never takes a collegiate snap anywhere other than K-State. You don't know if he's going to stay healthy. You don't know if eventually he says, all right, you know, my body can only take so many hits. I'm going to go to the NFL. I don't think he's going to be a draft pick. I think I think his size is just too much of a detriment. And again, I know there are small players who have gotten to the NFL. People point to Darren Sproles, but even Darren Sproles was bigger. Uh, so I don't know if he's going to say, screw it, I'm going to just leave and try to make some money while I can because any sh- sort of sh- shelf life he might have, who knows. But I'm just going to enjoy every snap I see Deuce Vaughn play. He's that perfect storm of the K-State story of taking an undersized guy uh, out of Texas, out of the backyards of all these great college football programs, and now he's going to be a freshman All-American. He's going to be a guy who's going to set all sorts of records at K-State. Deuce Vaughn is a generational talent. Deuce Vaughn is one of the players that, you know, kids in their formative years, they're going to wear 22 when they're playing peewee football because they want to be like Deuce Vaughn. Deuce Vaughn is that type of guy, and I think that sometimes – People don't get to appreciate those players for you know the entirety of their career, but I think Deuce Vaughn is that guy, and I think we all need to enjoy it. It was so much fun seeing him out there. Another great thing was Malik Knowles, just short of 100 yards receiving, 95 yards, two touchdowns, long of 29. There's been all these whispers about Malik Knowles all season, and you know us on this show, we've been critical of him as well. Hasn't been able to stay healthy. He has some drops. You know, I know he has so much stuff going on in his own life, but yesterday we saw what Malik Knowles can be if he's healthy and if he's at K State. If you can keep Malik Knowles at K State, and again, he has no young men should have to deal with as much as what Malik has going on in his life. And if he decides to transfer to be closer to home, that's fine. I understand it and I will support him, I'll cheer for him. Uh, I want nothing but the best for him. But if he stays, you can see what he can do when he's healthy. I mean, he, you know, two touchdowns, almost 100 yards receiving on six catches, averaging, you know, 15.8 yards per catch. And he and he had three rushes as well. He, I mean, he, he had an eight-yard rush as well. This guy is a legitimate Big 12 receiver. And when healthy, that is something that we don't have. Even at the best, if you look at, all the other receivers on the team, even at their best, they're they're nowhere near what Malik Knowles can give you. And it's exciting to see that again. I think folks forget how good he can be. Last year, before he got banged up, him and Skylar Thompson were, you know, airing it out all over the place. He was having great games. And those, you know, the back two games of his true freshman year or that he kept intact because of the four game rule, he was awesome. I I think Malik Knowles is legitimately the best wide receiver we've had at K-State since Tyler Lockett. I, I really do think that. And he, uh, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I do, I do, and I'm standing by. I, I think he can be even an NFL. I think he's better than Zuber. I think this guy, if he can stay healthy, can be a top half of the Big Twelve wide receiver. And this is a league that has a ton of great receivers. I want him to stay, and I want to see what he can do if he can have a season that's healthy. I mean, hell, I think he's technically still going to be a sophomore next year. He is. He's still going to be a sophomore next year. Again, senior day is always going to be complicated for the next four years because of the COVID eligibility. I don't know what's going to happen. But in theory, you could still have three more years of Malik Knowles. You could still have four years of Deuce Vaughn. You have some difference makers if you can get them the ball and keep them healthy. That's going to be the big thing. Uh, and, and, you know, again, you scored 31 points. You looked very good. You scored 31 points and you turned the ball over three times. I mean, think about that. It's it's not ideal. I mean, don't get me wrong. You should not be turning the ball over that much. That sucks. You can't be doing it. K-State will not win games where you're turning the ball over three times, where you're, the average field position is so swayed to the other side. You're not going to win games like that. The offense was not perfect by any means. But you have difference makers, and we saw them yesterday. Um Sadly, though, I th- I think that's where I think that's where the positivity ends. I mean, you had 274 yards rushing. Um, you know, it, if you take out sacks, you're probably close to 300 yards rushing. That's good. So the offensive line again, it took it took them a while. But the offensive line, at least in run blocking, started clicking, and that's exciting. That, that truly is exciting because that's what this team wants to be. Now you're going to get, you know, two weeks of practices for the underclassmen and then maybe some bowl games and then, God willing, a real spring and summer for these kids. Um, I think the offensive line is going to take a big jump. Again, we saw the the jumps. They, they, they did well versus Oklahoma State. They did well versus Baylor. They did very well versus Texas. I think you can legitimately get excited about this offensive line because you have young guys. You have uh, some guys, you know, on the older side. I don't know if Noah Johnson is going to come back, but, you know, outside of him, they're all guys who are going to return, and you only have more young guys coming into the program getting better. They're the type of athletes, the pulling athletes that Connor Riley wants to be. So that's where you can get your positivity if that's what you're looking for. I'm sure some folks might disagree, but don't worry for those pessimists. Uh, you know, we're going to take them to task. But before we do, manscaped.com. Guys, jingle balls to the walls. I love saying that. It is time to get over to Manscaped because they help make this show, Bosco's Boys, possible. You don't want to be on the na- naughty list. So make sure that you are trimming up your pubes using the perfect package. You are in the perfect package. You're getting the lawnmower 3.0. You're getting to, to trim everything up. You're getting the weed whacker, which is that perfect nose and ear hair trimmer where you're getting 9,000 RPMs and a 360-degree rotary blade to make sure that you don't have hair sticking out where they don't want it. 79% of partners polled said it's a major turnoff to have a bunch of hair everywhere. So get over to manscaped.com. Also, in the perfect package, you have the best 
boxer briefs in the world. You're also getting all the, their lotions and sprays, but seriously, the boxer briefs are the best in the world. Get a pair for all the men in your life. Get them for your brother. Get them for your best friend. Get them for your dad, your brother-in-law, your father-in-law, uncle, grandparents. It doesn't matter. They truly are the best, best boxer briefs in the world. And we need to normalize giving each other underwear for Christmas. That needs to be a thing. Give a fellow bonehead a pair of the boxer briefs because they're the best in the world. If you send me your receipt from Manscaped, I will send you a Christmas card and a Bosco's Boys koozie. So get over to manscaped.com today. Use promo code armchair for 20% off and free shipping. Seriously, I'm wearing mine today. That's the only thing that cheered me up because let's get depressed. Let's talk about things that make us sad. And that's the defense. Guys, uh, holy moly. You know, I think after the KU game, we were sitting back and we were talking about how great the Klanderman defense was. Uh, And even after the Oklahoma State game, you're saying, okay, you know, West Virginia was a blip on the screen. You know, basically since the second half of the Oklahoma game, if you throw out West Virginia, the defense is great. Am I willing to completely jump off the Joe Klanderman bandwagon? No, but but I'm not going to tell people not to. Again, I'm not. I, I think too many times, even myself, I try to be the gatekeeper and tell others what they should or shouldn't think. I'm not going to do it, but I understand if if you are. Look, everyone is having to deal with COVID. Everyone is. Uh but the K-State defense has been hit real hard. They also had a lot of bad apples uh, in the defensive room. Luckily, I think most of those have cleared out. But, you know, if you, if you look at it, you know, after the KU game, you gave up 37 to West Virginia, 45 to Iowa State, 32 to Baylor, and 69, which was one of the worst defensive performances uh, we've seen uh, to Texas. You know, those are unacceptable. You can't be having that. Again, you're at a talent deficiency because you have no depth. You have guys that uh, are not big or strong or fast enough to be playing at this level. But at the end of the day, you know it's time for the coaching staff to take full responsibility for it. At, at you know starting next season, we can't be using the excuse of what was left over because at that point it's year three. The first recruiting class has been almost completely wiped out, and that's understandable. I get it. It sucks. You don't want to see it because now you're put in situations like this, uh, but it's gone, and, and that you have to wear that. Yes, there are a lot of issues. There are a lot of things that make it tougher, but at the end of the day, the athletic department are paying these guys quite a bit of money to figure it out. And they need to do it. You can't be giving up 69 points to Texas. And I'm still even more bothered about that 32 to Baylor. Again, you can explain a lot of it away. And even the 45 to Iowa State. But those are your last three games as a defense. That is just disgusting. Especially when you see the offense you know, put up 31 versus Baylor. You, you got to think you can win. And sick in 31 or 30, yeah, 31 back to back games, and you can't get a single win out of those. That you can't have that. You, you can't have that as a defense. It's just, I don't know, man. It, it, it's been tough to watch. It's been tough to watch this defense. Um, 
And, and you know, I, I'm a little worried. I, I'd be lying to you if I didn't say I was a little worried. I, I, I'm still going to ride out with Kleiman. I'm still going to ride out with Klanderman. But you, when you look at what's out there on the field, you, you do get a little worried because your best defensive player, Wyatt Hubert, he's not coming back. He's going to the NFL. I think he's going to be between a third and sixth round draft pick. He's gone. And then you look at your linebackers. You know, you're playing a bunch of old guys in Daniel Green. I mean, are they going to want to come back? Do you want them to come back? I mean, I, I would take the linebackers back because you don't have the guys ready to step up behind them. You have Daniel Green, uh, but after that, who, who do you have? The safeties were a big issue. You had, uh, you know, Eli Sullivan, who was, you know, he's been playing linebacker, you know, his entire six-year career at K-State. He was starting at safety and then he, he knocked himself out on the fourth play of the game, or the fourth defensive snap of the game. Uh, J-Mac got hurt, and then you see where you are. Again, TJ Smith, he was looking fun at safety. He got hurt. Wayne Jones made a couple big plays, but, you know, is he going to be able to bounce back in the offseason? But that's a spot where you need depth. You need people. Uh, Nickelback, AJ, AJ uh, Parker, is he is he going to come back? I don't. I wouldn't imagine he would, but who, who are you going to have step in there? You have Keandre Thomas, who's going to, uh, I assume, leave at cornerback. And then, okay, where, where's the depth there? Yeah, you have Echo Boydo. You have another year of Justin Gardner. But who's going to step up? T. Denson uh, is a true freshman. But, but again, in the Big 12, you need a lot of guys playing cornerback. You know, you, you start to worry because depth has taken a toll because that room had a lot of bad apples in them. They're gone thankfully, but all of a sudden you you, you don't have the depth. Uh, Amaris Brown played some at safety, um, but again, I think the secondary is where you're going to need to tran- target some grad transfers or some, you know, big time FCS players coming up. I don't think the I don't think the answer is going to be find a bunch of disgruntled guys leaving Nebraska or Miami or Louisville and try to get them to transfer in. I don't think that's going to be the recipe for success. I think if you're looking for transfers to help you out in the secondary, they need to come from lower levels or some uh, grad transfers. But you're going to have to be active in that market because, you know, the the last three games, you know, we, we've given up just about whatever anyone wants. Uh, and I think you also have to be looking – for a grad transfer at linebacker. I think you need to you know, you need to be looking for guys who can help plug and play because I I do have confidence in the recruiting classes. I have confidence in the young guys, but you, you can't be putting them in situations where they can't succeed and then next year you can't just write it off. This was your write-off year. It was going to be the write-off year whether it was COVID or not. This was supposed to be the rebuilding year, and it needs to get better next year. I, I tell you what, I'll, I'll be bald and or gray next year if we're giving up you know, close to 50 points a game in, in a three-game three stretch. That's, that's so infuriating and demoralizing to watch as a football fan, knowing that your defense can't stop anyone. And Basically, outside of the first half versus Baylor, you have three games knowing that every time the other team gets the ball, you're going to give up a score. And that sucks. I don't know what the answer is. 
and maybe me talking about trying to bring in transfers, maybe that isn't the the answer. Maybe it's go all in on development. You have, I think, nine or ten of the 2021 guys are going to enroll in January, and you just say, hey, we're riding with our guys, and we're going to figure it out. But that's, that's a nerve-wracking proposition. It really is. It really is. Uh, but you know we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Another thing that's really frustrating, and this comes to Coach Kleiman, and again, it's not enough for me to be jumping off. I, I understand a lot of people are, um, and I think it's frust. And I, I think a lot of it's frustrating. Fan is short for fanatic for a reason, but man, it is frustrating to see how he a is never aggressive. At the end of the half, you get the ball back. You're at your own 30. Yeah, don't have any timeouts, but I think you have 40 seconds left. Then you just decide to run the ball and say, nah, we're not going to do it. You're down, I think at that point, you're down 21. Or maybe it was, yeah, I think you're down 21 at half. And, you know, what do you have to lose? Even if you even if you throw an interception, like, you're giving the ball to Texas to start the half anyways. I don't. I don't see any point in playing it super conservative there. I, I just don't. And that's frustrating because it doesn't matter the situation. It doesn't. Coach Kleiman never is never is aggressive at the end of halves. And that bothers me to no end. It Oh, it is so frustrating. Uh, and, and again, it, it wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered in this situation. But, oh, I... I just don't know if he's ever going to change his stripes in those situations. And that, that's that been my number one frustration with Coach Klein, just not aggressive at the end of halves. The other one is punting from your own 40 down 14. You know you can't stop them on a, on a fourth down. That's another one. You're in the third quarter. You're down 14. You know you can't stop them. The only chance you're going to have in this game is to – Continue to score with them and hope that you can force a turnover, onside kick, do something funky to get back in the game. Then you just punt it, and sure enough, you know within three plays they're already at the forty. They've taken back all the field position that you gained. It was just a maddening decision in the second half, and that's just another frustrating thing. It's something that Coach Clemens done. You know he he was punting the ball situations you know versus Oklahoma State last year's one everyone wants to point to and it's it's frustrating and I think it's something that he's going to have to learn and maybe he'll come around to this end of the first half as well because his entire head coaching career outside of his two years at K-State he's had the better team you don't have to do stuff like that and I think he needs to learn I think he needs to learn how to you know manage games when you don't have the better talent and I hope he gets there, but maybe these are just two things that we are always going to have to deal with with Coach Kleiman, and that's just going to be the way it is. I, I don't know. I hope not, but again, you know, I, I don't know. I, I are they really going to change? Is he really going to change his stripes? I hope so. I hope he gets to the point where he does. So now, before we, you know, continue to talk, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, what what I hope to see from the early off season. But before we do, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Kansas city, direct primary care, Kansas city, direct primary care. KCDPC is proud to offer high quality primary care at an affordable monthly rate, regardless of insurance status with no co-pays or hidden fees. Everything sucks right now from K state's offense. Oh, 
Well, so he, in the ad read, he says K-State's offense, but really it's K-State's defense. Uh, the exponential spread of COVID and basically all your normal holiday dread, but the docs over at KCDPC would like to make things suck a little less. So they're offering deeply reduced membership pricing over the winter months. Call it the COVID surge special or maybe the seasonal affected discount. But whatever you name it, know that KCDPC is here for you and uh, for medical care through all these times. And don't forget the Bonehead Special, $100 off their vasectomy package, pun intended. This is a limited time offer, so don't delay. Visit KCDPC or call 913-730-0331 for more information. Again, that's KCDPC.com or call 913-730-0331. They are a great sponsor during football season, but honestly... It's not just during football season, not just during the holiday months, not just over the winter months. If you're in the Kansas City area, take care of yourself and honestly get, get over there and see all the great doctors at Kansas City Direct Primary Care. Take care of yourself. You can't be there for your loved ones if you don't take care of yourself. I, I, I could not say enough good stuff about the doctors over there, especially Dr. Short. Uh, he's a great, smart, empathetic man, and uh, he's a modern-day superhero. So get over to Kansas City Direct Primary Care. I, I literally could not recommend them highly enough. All right, so the next coming weeks, there's going to be, again, it's, it's not your normal post-regular uh, season for college football. And again, you know, as you're listening to this, we have 270 days until we play Stanford. So I really hope we get a bowl game uh, just because I, I like watching college football and I like watching K-State play. Even when things aren't going well, I, I really enjoy it. So I'm hoping we – we can get one more game before uh, the you know the long dark off season. But in the next coming weeks, what you guys need to be keeping your ears peel, peeled for, what you need to be looking for, are the senior decisions. I think that you'll start hearing all the decisions in the next two three weeks. I think Coach Kleiman really wants to get the next two weeks for kind of a winter, you know, football camp for the underclassmen. He mentioned it in his press conference midweek that the next two weeks as they're waiting to hear about bowl selections he's going to use almost as how you used to use or would use spring ball for all the underclassmen you know all your seniors your upperclassmen they're probably probably not going to be doing much practicing it's going to be for the younger guys for development and I think that's very important it's going to give them an opportunity to figure out okay where do they need to target in the transfer market where do they need to target for last second uh you know instant impact juco type guys in the spring recruiting period it's going to really let them take inventory of what they have for next year and future years and be able to lay out the remaining of their recruiting and transfer playbook Uh, so that's going to be important um and then also keep your eyes peeled and ears peeled for possible bowl games again i know some people don't like bowl games. I think some people are over this season. That's not me. I love college football. I love K-State football. I want to see another game. I don't want to wait until that Stanford game 270 days from now. That's going to be a lot of fun, whether it's in Manhattan or Arlington. Um, But I don't want to wait. I want one more game. I want one more game to look forward to during the holidays. Try to get this nasty taste of a five-game losing streak out of our mouths because that would make it even worse. Again, I'm not going to claim moral victories or anything like that if you can get a bowl win um 
that's not what I'm going to do. But it, it, it would be nice to get this taste out of your mouth. I mean, a five-game losing streak sucks. Again, this has not been this has not been fun. It's not been a fun month to be month plus to be a K State sports fan. It really hasn't. Uh, you're not having a good time. It's not the fun part of sports. But again, you know that that's the that's the weight we put on our shoulders. If you're going to be a college sports fan, you know stuff like this can happen. It's not fun. It's not fun at all. But you know. As long and dark as the off season is, it does give you hope. You'll be able to f- have fun storylines. Uh, again, being able to follow what's going to happen in the secondary, linebackers, who's going to step up on the defensive line for the seniors leaving, uh, what's the offensive line going to look like next year. Of course, all the drama surrounding what will be a quarterback battle. There's going to be a lot of fun off season storylines. I'm not quite ready for them. I'm, I'm ready to. You know, hear about winter practice, hopefully a bowl game. So just keep your eyes peeled for all of that over the next coming weeks. And again, signing days right around the corner. K-State is poised to have one of their best recruiting classes the last five, six years. Hopefully finishing, you know, around fourth or fifth in the Big 12 in the rivals, 247 rankings, whatever you want to go to. And again, we're starting to see some of these class of 2022 commit, uh, and, and it's such a big year in the state of Kansas and then on the Missouri side in the Kansas City Metro. It's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be fun to hopefully see a high-powered recruiting class that's comprised of a lot of local kids. Um, that's what makes, I think, being a college football fan fun. And I think that's kind of what makes K-State fun. You do have a lot of these in-state kids. And if you're getting even more high-quality players and they're still from your state, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I think this is when a guy like Taylor Bratt really will shine. He loves the state of Kansas more than anyone I know. He loves K-State more than anyone I know. And hopefully between him and this coaching staff, this is when they can really shine. So keep a lookout for that. We're going to talk just a little bit about basketball before we end the show. And as always, the official online wagering partner of the Armchair Media Network, the online Wagering partner of the Armchair Media Network is Bet Online. Use promo code Armchair for your welcome bonuses. They're the only spot I will gamble because the state of Kansas and Missouri are too dumb to legalize it. Hopefully, we see that in 2021. But until then, get over to Bet Online promo code Armchair. So there's no sugarcoating it with basketball. Uh, I mean, woof. Um, Look, I'm going to try to find positives throughout this basketball season because, again, I love college basketball. I love watching K-State play basketball. But losing by double digits to UNLV at home is demoralizing. You can't really spin it too much. Um, I think the lack of development between the sophomore class really sucks. And, again, yeah, you have the, the COVID excuse and Bruce is actually far more proactive and far more cautious than I think any coach in any sport when it comes to COVID. He takes contact tracing to another level. He takes quarantine period to another level. And it's made it so this team has not been able to practice a lot. So either that is something to bash Coach Weber on or you need to applaud him for being cautious and not putting his players in more harm or danger than they need to. But, oh, it it's rough. There, there's there's no sugarcoating it. I, I could explain away the Drake loss. You know, I the Colorado, Colorado is going to be a decent team. But UNLV, 
they have some players, but I don't think they're going to be very good. They're own four coming into it. And yes, they, they played a lot of good games. They're part of the Maui classic, which was being played in Carolina, but you know, they're not, they're not going to be a great team. I don't think they're going to be threatening for a tournament spot and you lose by 10. Um, the, the lack of development from Dejuan Gordon is a little concerning. Monte Murphy can't get on the floor. Tony not good around the bucket. And then, you know, the, the freshmen are freshmen. And Mike McGurl is who he is. And I'm very afraid that we're shaping up for a very long uh, basketball season unless they can – turn it around quick again you're gonna have some wins on the schedule i think you you got a exhibition game thrown in there with fort hayes state on tuesday and milwaukee and jacksonville state you're playing some duds out there but unless you can really start meshing quick then i you don't see a lot of big 12 wins you you see another and, uh, you know, 10th place in the Big 12 finish. And I don't think Bruce is going anywhere. I don't I don't think the buyout's going to happen. I, I, I don't see it happening this year, no matter what. Even if he lost out, I don't think he would get fired. But that's only going to create more strife in the fan base. It's only going to create more toxic energy. Uh, from the outside that that's the difference though I don't I, I don't think that is inside the program and I think Bruce has these guys bought into the long-term vision but the the issue is is the fans aren't and you can make the argument of okay he shouldn't get to see this through because he he tore it down this is the second time he has had basically a complete roster rebuild um, and had to send people off and had a bunch of transfers to rebuild the team. Um, so I hear that argument, and it sucks, and I think there's some validity to that. But I, I don't think Bruce is going anywhere, and I think this is going to be a rough season. And I, I think that's only going to continue to isolate some fans, the fans that never bought into Bruce, and even some of the folks that have come back around to Bruce – um, I think that there's only going to be more animosity. There's going to be more, you know, just toxic fan behavior when it comes to basketball. And that's not fun. It, it's going to make a very long season. It's going to make watching games tougher. It's going to make doing this podcast tougher. Um, because, I mean, because there's just no – it's going to just be so tough to grab onto positive stuff unless stuff changes. Nigel Pack is awesome. Nigel Pack is the real deal. Nigel Pack can be an all-time type player, but unless you see Sultan Miguel step up to be that running mate with him, unless Luke Kasupki, once he's healthy and on the floor, can step up and be that running mate for him, I just don't see much getting better. Mike McGurl is who he is, and I think he's a good you know, peace, but he is not a guy who can be a focal point of a team that's going to make noise in the Big 12 or even win non-con games that you're supposed to. Uh, Dejuan Gordon has not progressed like he wanted to. The four spot on the floor right now is just really tough. Um, I do like Big Easy and I like Bradford. I like some of the big guys, but again, unless they're someone who you can throw it down to and they're going to score. You know, one of them's going to score 15 points a game, and the other's going to give you nine. 
that's not going to make up for the lack of scoring that you're getting from your wings um, and guards outside of hopefully Pack and maybe McGurl on most nights. It's just it's going to be tough. And you know I'm you know I I, I just don't know. It, it sucks that that UNLV game was very demoralizing for me uh, when it comes to this basketball season. I was really hoping to get another win, uh, and then I, I was hoping in this spot I was going to say, hey, it wasn't ugly, but you know, two wins are two wins, and you have a bunch of winnable games before you play Iowa State uh, to open up Big 12 play, and even that might be a, a winnable Big 12 game. But but you lose to UNLV and I can't say that and it sucks and uh, you know it just sucks this entire it's not fun it's this isn't fun I'm not having a good time this isn't it's not a lot of fun to be a K State fan right now but you got to hope things turn around uh, or you know or or you stop being a fan and that's not an option for me you know I'll make the jokes on Twitter but you know it's not a option for me and I'm guessing if you're if you guys are listening to this after what has been a dismal start to basketball season in the midst of a five game losing streak in football I'm guessing that's not an option for you as well so we're going to continue to try to find the bright spots where we can we're going to you know get sports sad together on this podcast uh and we'll make it through together it's uh you know it is what it is. This is the life of a sports fan. This is the life of being a K-State fan. There's going to be better times. There's going to be tournament runs. There's going to be more Big 12 championships in the future for football and basketball. I do truly believe that. But uh, until that time comes, we're going to have to we're going to have to grit our teeth and get through this period of time. So that's all I have. Uh, I'm going to sign off by saying, you know, we are in the midst of the Christmas season. Be kind to one another. Be loving to one another. If you can, give back. But be safe out there. You know, we're seeing COVID surges. We're seeing a lot of uh, bad stuff in the world. So try to be a light out there for your fellow man. Here at Bosco's Boys, we love you guys. Grant would say meet you at the cat head. And uh, I'm just going to say keep keep your head up. Uh, because it's always darkest before the dawn, but uh, you know I think winter's coming. It might be dark for a while, uh, but we will see winds again, and we're going to have fun again. So uh, have a good one. Have a good week, and uh, yeah, that's all I got. Well, the pilgrims have left us, the thanks are all given. Black Friday is here, decorating's begun. By tomorrow, the malls will have snow freshly driven. We've got 31 days to Christmas. To Christmas. Although it seems early to me. To Christmas. Outside, it's like 50 degrees. To Christmas. The leaves, they still cling to their trees. We have 31 days. There's a chill in the air, a spice latte is calling The Starbucks cups turn into red like the leaves We should think about shopping, but instead we are stalling We've got 24 days to Christmas To Christmas Open a bottle of wine To Christmas December, our favorite time To Christmas Unveil a new corporate design We have 24 days to Christmas Now there's one week to go, which means men you can count on Are just starting to think what to buy for their wives <clears throat>
Thank the baby Lord Jesus that now we've got Amazon. We've got seven whole days to Christmas. To Christmas. Good Lord, where has all the time gone? To Christmas. The gift will be dependent on. To Christmas. Which spy is offering a group high? We've got seven whole days to Christmas. Christmas Eve's finally here and hot toddies we're drinking. The stockings are hung with the utmost of care. Somewhere in the night we hear carolers singing. It is just one night till Christmas. To Christmas. Raise a glass while we all cheer. To Christmas. Fill it with whiskey or beer. To Christmas. It's the most fun time of year. Sixty-five days to Christmas. Now the big day is past and we sit here perplexed. Post-holiday blues are upon us right now. So with nothing to drink to, we look toward the next. Hmm. Carry the one. It is only six days to New Year's. To New Year's. We all thought the party was done. To New Year's. Then along comes the year's biggest one. To New Year's. Sure that we'll have much more fun. We got six days to New Year's. Sports Social Podcast Network.